Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Today's episode is presented by Meeson. Virtually every chef agrees that a sharp, well-balanced chef knife is the essential workhorse for any kitchen. A great knife should feel good in your hand, stay sharp, and hold up over time to the rigors of your kitchen. Simple, right? But behind these deceptively simple concepts are centuries of tradition, technology, design, and craft. Meeson spent four years developing the perfect knife because every little detail matters. Meeson went through 37 different prototypes until they knew they had the perfect knife. The final result? A knife that's a pleasure to hold, sharp enough to plow through even the toughest foods, and a blade that stays sharper longer. The best part is by partnering closely with their factories and selling directly online, Meeson is able to offer incredible cookware at wholesale pricing. Go to the link in our show notes to get your Meeson knife today. Meeson, the perfect knife at an unreal price. Happy Friday. We are about to go into a Labor Day weekend. It's like the last unofficial hoorah for the summer. It is the last, not necessarily the last time, but it's one of the last times when you can get into that good pool water have your last cookout, have your last what all the things that are going to happen. And we are going to be unofficially stepping into the fall zone. Uh, We know that fall is like, I believe the last day of summer is like September the 20th or the 21st. But we're about to step into the fall zone and life changes when we start to step into what I love to call one of my favorite seasons and that is fall. So yes, we can bring on the pumpkin spice, uh, Starbucks, as well as Dunkin' Donuts, have actually been pushing their uh, pumpkin everything pretty early, actually. But I try to reserve it to around that time. We start to switch over to more comfort foods, which also means that we need to find a way to have more physical activity. There are people who actually get more defined with their workouts and the things that they take care of themselves a little bit better during the fall. I am one. I am I am them. I am more focused somehow in the fall because it's one of my favorite seasons. Because I know that that means Christmas and winter is going to be coming soon. I am more dedicated to making sure that I work out harder, that I'm more focused. Um, I do that because I'm not giving up my comfort foods, even though I'm vegan, I still love a vegan comfort food and I'm going to make sure that I enjoy them. Um, depending on how, uh, these Delta variants may go, I love going out to like a pumpkin patch and pick picking pumpkins, decorating them. I love the decorations in the fall. A little not known secret is that I met my husband, uh, when we were in college in the summertime of 99, I think we became a solid couple in the fall. And it's always been a place of significance for me. There was a tree when we had met with one another. And in that tree, I remember the reds and the oranges. And that is the reason why I love the fall even more, I should say, because it just represents Um, those colors, those reds and those oranges. It's a season of love for me. I just remember those good feelings during the fall. 
And we were nowhere near perfection. I know there's some of my friends who are who can attest to that, who listen to my episode. Shout out to y'all, my uh, family from Penn State. Shout out to Crystal Toy. I love you guys. Um, Shushana, all of you guys, you've been so amazing. Um, but yeah, it just still represents a good time for me. And one of the things that I love about fall, because one of my favorite colors is red, is just learning to look at the seasons as the season changes the leaves changes, all those wonderful things. So enjoy this last weekend. Labor Day, I pretty much am going to be getting back to school mode, kind of really, to be honest with you. We don't go back to school. Our kids don't go back to school until, you know, a couple of days after Labor Day. So this is just like the last couple of days. We will be doing some really close-knit family or, you know, activities because, you know, our lives will change. Um, we're still trying to determine whether or not what's going to happen. I know that's crazy that we're like days away and we're still trying to figure it out, but I think everybody's kind of figuring out, to be honest with you, I'm not holding my breath to see if they will be back home. Even if they do step into the school year, I, I am open. I am open and I am pretty much just not holding my breath. And I'm, I've learned from this first panoramic, which really is, we're still in the first one is that. Anything can change and anything can go. And the best thing I can do is just take care of my mental health and take care of self-caring throughout the changes that may occur. Um, I still have everything set up for my children here at home because I'm not going to just let it go. I don't know when we're going to get past this point of these uh, sicknesses and things of that sort. I, I have no idea. I wish I could look into my my crystal ball. But today's episode, we have Miss uh Janelle, she is here with us. She is going to talk about motherhood. She's going to talk about the things that we need. I feel like these last two weeks have been amazing. We've had this mommy talk. We don't always get that mommy talk. I don't always push mommy talks because not everybody that's listening is a mom. However, what I will always say, like I said last week, is that you always have to remember that regardless of you're a mom or not, there are always gems. Miss Janelle's voice is one of the most soothing voices that you can speak to. She will literally, I mean, there's so many gems that she dropped. She's going to talk about the times when her, she felt like her life had hit rock bottom. And this is a conversation that can be had and be understood no matter what phase of life that you're in. We all have had moments when we wanted to pretty much walk away from everything. We've had moments when we didn't think we were enough to do anything. She talks about those moments. I've had those moments. I've talked about them very generously around here with conversations with Toy. My story started from being able to speak openly about that. I was a straight A student in school all my life. So I wasn't able to say that I was failing in something. I didn't feel comfortable enough to say that I was failing in life. I didn't feel comfortable saying, hey, I'm not reaching that mark because everybody was so used to my performative acts, right? Getting straight A's is sometimes has to do with smarts, but sometimes it's performative, and when I got old enough, after I got out of college and everything that went down, I started to realize that I was really in a performative way, but that was messing up with my mental health. That was messing up with the way that I was self-caring because I didn't even know about self-care back then. Back then, self-care wasn't a conversation as strong as it is now. Learning to, to basically know who you are and walk in the walk of life that you're in, even with failure, looking you dead in your eye. And then I had to learn to stop hiding from it. My biggest thing was hiding from it. And then, of course, when you hide, you lie. And when you lie, you're not honest with yourself. You're not honest with other people. You lose relationships with yourself. You lose relationships with others. I had to hit those rock bottoms. I had to. 
I wish there was another way. I honestly wish there was another way, but there wasn't. But the more that I became comfortable in my skin to just say, hey, I need help. I'm not I'm not getting this. Instead of having to be the performative student, this lifelong student, this lifelong mentality that everything has to look perfect. I'm okay now with saying, hey, I have good days and there are days where they're not as great. But back in the day, I could have never said that because it wasn't expected of me. I had to learn to get comfortable with my own personal expectations so that I would not allow the expectations of others to literally drive me, drive me into a world that I wasn't comfortable in, drive me into things that I didn't want to do. Because again, being performative. And we're taught that people who have this, this personality, this type A personality are always on point. Type A personalities are draining to yourself. Like I can admit that maybe it's just me. So I'm going to go on record and say it was just me having this personality that has to have everything about perfection, perfection, and this thrill to become perfect and having everybody see you in a certain light because you can't show your, your, your negative. You can't show that you're, you're not getting it. Or when I did show that I would show that in so many really destructive ways, arguing with my husband or boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, um, doing those types of things and just having those things. So then I got mad at everybody noticing those things, but then I'm like, Oh, I don't want to change. You got to change. And one of the biggest things that kind of knocked on the door hard, 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 hard was becoming a mom. It was the one the, the first time where I had to look at someone else, this baby who needed me, who needed me to, to act right, not because I needed to be performative, but I had to also get it right. See, when you're performative, you can have the appearance of right. You can be all the way wrong. But when you become a mom and you really can't perform that, being a mom will either literally open up that door. So if you're a, a person that's listening to this and you're thinking about becoming a mom and you haven't done things like maybe go to therapy and you haven't really figured out who you are, I am going to do a high five encouragement for you to figure that out before you bring on this life that's going to literally shaken. And I mean, shaking your foundation of who you think you are as a woman. It's going to change that. And it's okay to change. But you got to at least walk into the, to the situation knowing that because change is on its way, you got to be okay to stop being so performative. I had to let that go. I couldn't be performative because here I was with this baby who was sick, who needed me, who needed my energy, who needed my energy to be right. I couldn't fake it anymore. So those ugly parts of me that I had to literally figure it out. I thank God for therapy and things that like that for having the people in my circle that was just challenging me to do better. And to be honest with you, the person that challenged me the most to be better was Toy. Yes, me. I have a friend named Toy, but I'm actually talking about myself. I had to shake myself and get myself together and acknowledge I wasn't okay. So Janelle is here. She's going to give us an amazing conversation about not being performative, getting to the root and the root of who you are. And if you are a mom, these are going to be great conversation and points for you. At the end of, you know, in our show notes, we're going to have all of the contact information for you to get a hold of Janelle so you can be a part of her tribe. So she become a part of your tribe. You know, having support no matter what stage of life you are in is so important. We are not in this world by ourselves. We are surrounded by people, but having the right people surrounding you is what more, is more important than anything in this life. 
So listening to Janelle, thank you for rocking out. These last couple of weeks, we've been having some of the most dynamic speakers. They are coming to the table with all kinds of conversations. And I know, I know you probably were used to for the first three seasons of it just really being me. I'm actually going to bring my husband back for another conversation as well. I think maybe the next episode we should bring him back. A lot of people, and I mean a lot of you, have reached out to me via email. You have slid in my DMs. You have asked and you are wondering when he will be back. I will have him back. I will try to do my best to bring him back for that next episode. But I am so grateful that you enjoyed him having him here. I think having sometimes some male energy and also so you can get a different glance of who I am. It's always helpful. So thank you for rocking out. If you are not subscribed, let's go ahead and hit that subscribe button, right? Come on and hit that subscribe button. Become a permanent member of our Conversations with Toy family. Also review, review the show. Say the things that you liked about it. If there's something you want changed, say those things as well. Make sure that you share it. It only grows when you share the information, share the episodes that meant the most to you. It may be from season one. It may be from season two. It may be from this season, which is season four. Do all of the things, but we're going to get into this conversation with Janelle. Janelle, thank you for being here. Let's take it away. Hi, uh, my wonderful, 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 wonderful conversation with Toy Family. Thank you for joining us. It is another Friday, and you know how we do. We bring you the most amazing guests, and today is no different. We have uh, Miss Janelle. She is going to speak to us about parenting. So we have some parents that are listening, some moms, even some dads. You can benefit from listening as well. But her mission is definitely to help encourage moms to be their best selves. Being a parent is not something that you do or you just throw together, you just have this child and you kind of go about your, mer your merry way. It's a lifetime commitment and we need to take that a little bit more seriously when we're talking about how we're parenting. And Janelle's going to talk about that, how, you know, being a parent, being a mom specifically, you know, taking care of yourself, getting yourself together. We cannot, gener we cannot parent another generation with some of the things that we brought in from our own stuff, these layers that we bring in that we don't deal with. I know for myself personally, you know, if you've been here for a while, I've talked about how when I had my first child, the very first things that I had to do was to go get therapy and get my life together because I could not parent her well, even though she was a baby. I knew right then, once I had her, the responsibility inside of me was great. And in order to parent, I didn't know I was going to have two more children after that. But I mm. knew that if I was going to parent, that I had to do it from a place of making sure that my heart was clear and my mind was at peace with what I was tasked to do. Um, I believe that my children were gifts to me and that I am here to cultivate them into this life. So Janelle, I would welcome you to the Conversations with Toy Family and go ahead, introduce yourself, let the people know who you are, what you believe in and just how, so we can get this conversation flowing because listen, this is going to be some good, good information. Take it away, Janelle. Oh my God. What you said there was so amazing, you know, and I want to honor you today for actually saying that because most of, most of our moms are scared to come out and say, they don't know what to do. <laughs> I didn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because why we're scared is because we're scared because we don't want to be judged and we don't want to be critiqued. And because we were quote unquote told you should know what to do. Heck, I've never parented a three-year-old because last day they were two. I've never parented a four-year-old because last day they were three. It's new to me. What? Help. Right. 
but just just read the books. Just 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 do what your mama did. <laughs> oh, look on social media and 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 see what the the husbands are doing. Right, and none and of that like, helps you. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Right. So anyhow, I'll speed past who I am because I just wanted to honor you. I love it. That, I love right? it because it takes great courage to come out and say, "Guess what? I was a mess." So. To all my mamas out there, my name is Janelle. Originally, I'm an island girl. I'm from Trinidad. I'm living in the UK. And um, my really, my passion is to let more mothers know that once we can use parenting, which is a skill, right? It's like everything else. I just want to get it out of there. Parenting is not something that you were born with. That, that was passed down a generation, it's a skill, just like right. everything, right? You know, we go to school, I mean, one year, the next year, it's a new skill. And the following year is a new skill, and that's what it is. And every generation, it's a new skill. So even if you did parent, say your niece, your, your, your nephew, your godchild a couple of years ago, heck, that might even be relevant, <laughs> this year because these these kids they're they're changing and the world is changing as you can see that's what happened in the last two years so really my movement is to remind you that the parenting skill that you have to sometimes relearn is going to get you to magnify your greatness as a woman and as a mother and in turn that child that you're looking at help nurture them so they can become a responsible adult. Because let's be real, at the end of the day, our goal is to get them grown and flown, but grown and flown with responsibility, with accountability, learning how to be resilient, learning how to to love themselves. But unfortunately, if we, the mother, Mm -hmm. we, we, the parent, is not that mirror or that reminder of what resilience looks like, they ain't going to learn it. <laughs> that is true. And that was the reason why when I had my daughter, I just was like, I got to do what I need to do to make sure that I can be the best mom to her. And I wasn't, I wasn't in that place. I knew my mom had taught me how to physically take care of a child. Like you said, you can raise or help raise a godchild or niece mm-hmm. or nephew, but it's nothing like when that child is your own. And now you have to, wherever you're at, you're now having to pick up and then do this thing that I just did not have internal skills that I did not have. And I had to learn everything. And I was very okay, open with saying, I didn't know. Yeah. A lot of people are not, but I, I was just like, I wanted to do it right. So I was humble enough to know that by saying, I didn't know and being open to receive the information and made it better. How, how, how do you, when you're d- talking to other mothers, what is, the, what is your, what, one of your first approaches with them so that they can feel open enough to open up and say that, that they don't know? Well, the first thing I ask them is, where do you see yourself? Where do you see your relationship with your child in, say, 10, 15 years? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, could, I could even I'm barely see it today, right? <laughs> one day. <laughs> <laughs> so so yes, I'm like, got yeah. That's the one thing. Because they look at me thinking, what a stupid question. Why would you ask me that? I'll tell you why I asked you that. The next, say your child is 25, whatever stage you are, your parenting. They may have had a partner, probably married, probably have a child, and they're sitting at that table. 
and you're there and they turn and they say to you, mommy, mama, how did you do that? How did you do this thing? Stay sane, still fed us, still kept us together. They still gave me all the tools. How did you keep the house together? That is the ideal conversation any mother wants to hear because at the end of the day, that child turns and says, Correct. Yes. All our parenting really builds up to just those two words, you know, thank you. From the child that you sweat blood over, that you gave up everything for, that you had to relearn how to become somebody different just in order to get through. And they turn to you, 25 plus, and says, how did you do it? Thank you. When you tell the mother that now, they're like, yes, how do I get there? <laughs> right. Because it sounds like, I mean, of course, I know that's what I want for my children to say, you know, you know, to, to recognize that the things that I've done and to say thank you is like the greatest reward. Even when they say thank you to me now, I just be like, I appreciate it. It's the appreciation. Exactly. And as they get older, you get to be their number one supporter. You're on the sidelines. You're just there. You're ready to jump in anytime, but you're just there. And, 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 and they're growing. And you're like, oh, my God, they're, they're doing it. For example, today, I have four kids. My eldest, she's 17. And today, we had to go and enroll her in college. I don't know who was more excited, her or me. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on here, girl? And I'm on the bus going, hey, you're doing yeah, this. exciting. And I'm letting her have all the conversations. I'm, I'm at the side and I'm doing like double dutch. I want to jump in. But do you like, need me? Taxi me in. Taxi me in. I'm in the back. I'm over here. If you need me, I'm over here. And I said, no, it just so it's, sometimes it's so hard not to want to get involved. But because you have to give them all the skills and the tools, then you've got to let them practice it. So the number one thing is to envision what your relationship would, what you want your relationship to look like with your child. And then we work backwards because many, many of our parents, parents think that if we work forward, right, it's going to work. But when you work forward, you, you, you get confused because you're looking at the books and it's not matching mm-hmm. where you are in your parenting journey. That, that's how we get overwhelmed. I'm glad you said that. So I had told <laughs> someone that I parent my children because I also, if they're looking at the way that I'm parenting them, how will they then parent their children? So I always tell people I'm parenting, parenting them also for my, my grandchildren, because yes. if, if I'm screaming, hollering and, and emotional and not in, in check, they're going to then think this is a normal way to parent. Then they're going to parent their children the same way. So I always, I always feel like people are judging me when I say I'm, I'm looking ahead because I am, because that matters to me that I looked at, again, when you look at my mom or my grandma and you look at that, you literally will take things about your parenting styles from your, from your Yes. And you're going to bring parts of that with you. So that's why I'm always thinking ahead with them. Like, how would I want them to address their children? You know, I want them to feel like they can talk and uh, talk to their children in love. But if Mm -hmm. I'm not mirroring that, where are they supposed to get that that understanding? Yeah. And, and, you know, in, in Trinidad, my grand, because I grew up with my grand, she, you know, we have a saying, you know, we must bring back the old time days. Now, it's okay to bring back the old time days, but right. the old time days just doesn't match with the new days that's going on. So what right. I say, instead of the days, let's bring back the old time ways. Let's bring back the, 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 the values, 
right? The, the, the key skills of like honesty and being accountable and being responsible, those are the things that we are lacking mm-hmm. of passing on to our children because why? We assume that they're big enough to know. No, they know we're big enough to know, right? Children are children. And because of their mental development, some kids don't need, they take a long time to, to mature, you know, and develop in their mind that they struggle to make better decisions, especially coming down to your teen years. So we have to teach them. And they ask me, you know, what age do you start to prepare your child for an adult? Because they're born. <laughs> right. I mean, everything you're giving them is to pre- prepare them. How would you encourage a mother who, you know, like you said, we're everybody's saying bring in, like you said, bring in the old time values. How mm-hmm. do you, or how do you teach a mother or how do you encourage a mother who may be listening who, again, I know I'm 40. And so you'll have somebody that's younger than me or even around the same age who don't have that level of patience. Like you said something very clear when you said, you know, people don't understand the development of children and people think that their children should be at a stage in age that they may not necessarily be. So how do you encourage a mother to remember that and walk in patience? Because I've seen so many things and I'm sure you have too, where you see a lot of moms who don't have this patience. They're mm-hmm. screaming at their child for something that a child, like I, there's things that kids will naturally do. Yes. We have this mentality that they are not supposed to do that, or they're old enough to know better and they may not. So how did you, how would you encourage a mom to take a step back and, and walk in that patience? Personally, it's, it's, it, it's not about the mom, meaning don't take whatever behavior a child gives to you personal. Right. So, you need to now be like the observer. You need to observe your child, the child that is in front of you, right? Because once you start to observe what the child is saying, and sometimes not what they're saying, because the behavior is mm-hmm. just the outburst of something below that. And the something below that is, is, is an emotion that they cannot express properly. Right. So it's then created into an action. So then when we realize what the emotion is, what was the thought that created the emotion? So by observing the child and having not even like uh, delicate conversations, but having time with the child, you will be able to understand, Okay, this is what is causing this child to get upset. This is what is causing me to be (laughs) impatient and shouting. And guess what, mom, if you're a shouter, it's okay. Just it's not okay to continue shouting because you're never going to have a strong foundation with your child. But if one day and it happens, we, we come home from work. Um, right. Right. We lose it. Yeah. And we shout. Okay. Know that you've done it. Take your five minutes. Walk away. Do what you've got to do. Come back and address the situation. But if shouting is your normal conversation with your child, then we have a problem because your child is shouting, you are shouting, it becomes two children. And you know what I've learned too, even if you are right in what you're saying in the midst of your shouting, you lose ground because even though you're correct, your child can't hear you. They can't hear you from that stance, that whole screaming and hollering. Nobody can hear. And even as adult, if you had somebody that was hollering at you all the time, you wouldn't be able to hear them. You're, you're, you're off guard. Now you're trying to protect yourself and it's just a screaming match. But I've seen where parents have done that. They, are screaming at their child, they're upset about whatever it is that may be going on. And they may even be right in what they're saying, but it's not, the delivery is not coming off well. And, 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 and that's the thing. 
Right. And it's usually people who are consistently streaming, not like you said, that having a moment, but are consistent hollers or streamers. And that creates a problem because you're screaming because you want to be right as a mother or you want to be right. And, and getting your child to do the right thing is not about you being right. It's not even about the child being right. It's about learning how to deal with one emotional turbulence, as I call it, mm-hmm. how to do conflict resolution and how to make better decisions. That's what it is. So if you're arguing about your child, why it is every time I have to come in your room and there's clothes on the ground and your room's untidy, and you have to shout about it, there is something more behind that. We are not teaching the child a uh, proper responsibility by doing daily chores. We're not following up as a parent. We're not very clear. I want your room clean. Sure, shove thing underneath my, my bed. Ta-da, my room's clean, mommy. <laughs> right, and you're not <laughs> taking that time to show them what is a clean room to you. Like I tell my kids, clean. I want my the room to be mommy clean. So they know because I physically have shown them and I've gone back over it and I've shown them again. And then if they get it wrong, I come back and show it again because they need to know that I'm not asking for you to try to put it to where, like you said, where they kind of eyesight, I'll come and say, is it mommy clean? And they'll say, no, they'll go back and they know what that means. And they'll go back and do it because we set that standard of what does that look like? And what does Mm -hmm. that mean? And what are the steps to get it to this mommy clean? So can you imagine if you didn't do that, what the room would look like? Oh my gosh. Yes, I can. (laughs) Yes, I can. Because it was like that before I learned to choose my words and also to choose how I show them. My words matter. Um, Just before our call, even today, just, you know, having my son realize, like, I don't want you to do a certain activity. And then I was calm with him, but I gave him a consequence by it. But I've been noticing just by even with the consequence, a child will respect that consequence because if you're clear on what you're showing them and they're not doing what they need to do, it was like he understood. And that is important. Again, we're not assuming that the child maybe is 12 and he should know what clean is. You're not assuming that your child who is 16 going on to 17 knows that there is a curfew and there's boundaries from going out. No, we have to be clear. And it comes through not by shouting, not by trying to win a fight or I told you so, I'm the mother, you're the child. Because I'll tell you what, children have come to our life to disrupt our thinking. And I don't mean disrupt in a bad way, but disrupt us from a place of, uh, you know, stuckness, if that's a word, as from a place of where you think complacency. That's the word I want to get to. Right. Because they know, right? I, I don't know about you, but I can't remember what I used to do before I had children. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a memory sleep. <laughs> I try so hard. Like I remember my teen days and my first job, got married and, and that was it. I was like, what? what happened? Okay. All right. <laughs> right. So when they come into your life, it's to disrupt your, 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 your thinking. It is this, it is to disrupt you into becoming somebody that is needed right. for their growth. And, and you get, you get rewarded too, but parenting, you're never going to get a certificate. You're never uh-huh. going to be enrolled. You're never going to graduate. But the best gift you can get is that gift of satisfaction that you have put a a being into this world, let them out and given them the chance so that they can become the person that they were meant to be. And this is what all parenting is. It it really seems like a, a selfish job, but it's really a selfful. In the meantime, we need to refill our cups. 
Yes, I was just about to ask you because I am a huge component of learning. And, and every time I come on the podcast, whether you, if you're listening, whether you have a child or not, I've always been very clear about s- stop giving from an empty cup. So mothers do not take breaks. And when I say breaks, I do not mean where you break where you're not a mom. I mean, those times when you do the things that um, are, are filling your cup up, you're filling your Mm -hmm. joy up the things that you like. I, I enjoy writing. I enjoy taking breaks. I enjoy my self-care routine. What are ways that parents or mothers and specifically need to do to fill their cups? So this thing, give it, give ourselves permission. (laughs) Give ourselves permission to buy that thing that we said we was going to buy above the toy or above the book or above, above the shoes. I'm not saying to put your child last. I'm just saying to give yourself permission. So you have a budget for your child. You're spending $20 on on them. You have $20 for you. I don't care where you do $20, but make sure that $20 goes for you. So the first thing, the mindset we have, you know, oh, I can't afford that today. Our mindset, I've to, yes. I've got to do this. Oh, you know, my little one needs this. And I agree. <laughs> right, we do. If this flesh, or see this flesh, it's only our vehicle. Our mind will go forever but this is a vehicle. And if we don't look after it and nurture it, it's going to dwindle. And then you have to ask yourself, who's going to be there for your child? So one, give yourself permission mm-hmm. to do things that makes you happy in whatever shape or form. Right? Do not use money as an excuse because doing the things that you love really doesn't, the excuse is not money really when you think about it. It's really, we can't be bothered <laughs> or we don't have the time. Right. right. Because for me, I love walking. I love reading. I I, I just love the I love nature. Mm-hmm. Right. So I and sometimes you don't feel to get up and walk. You've had a long day. It's like, but you're I don't want to do that, but you need that. But you need it. Right. So give yourself permission to treat yourself. No, there is nothing wrong than you buying something for yourself and not for your child. Know that if you're batteries run dry your cup is running low you cannot serve you cannot serve from an empty cup so do what it takes please i agree with that full insanity and this is not something that you can do no i could do for you you have to give yourself permission you have to agree that if it's not done we have a problem yes and what would be your second your second advice for a mother that's listening as far as, you know, they've given themselves permission. Now they're going to go ahead and do that thing. They're going to go buy that thing. Cause I know when I first became a mom, I was told my life had to be on hold. So therefore, if I wanted to, you know, go get um, my favorite juice, you know, just sit outside and just have that me time. It was like, no, you're a mom. And now it's, it's a done, it's a wrap. But I think more and more moms are are starting to find a way to give themselves permission. What would be their second, the second advice you want to give them? I'll actually, I'll give you, and I'll give a bonus one after because it comes three in one. You, You know, we talk about the balance, right? And I agree with the balance, but when I hear the word balance, I think that I, I have to split my time. I think that I'm on a scale and I have to measure my work because I'm self-employed. I right. have to measure my spirituality. I have to measure, you know, my, my social skills with my friends. 
And I find that I, I struggle with the word balance. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, how do we get this thing? How do we put all these things together in one nice pot <laughs> so that, right. we could, that we could look good, you know, and still deliver? Right. And I found being present a stronger word than balance. Yes. So my kid wants me to spend time with them. I put away my phone, put down my laptop, and I'm present in the moment. I'm going out with my girls. I'm present in the moment. I'm not studying about home. I'm not saying I wouldn't give a flash call or thing, all right? But phone's up. I'm done. I'm with the girls. Right. I'm at church. I'm at church. I'm praising my God. I'm with my girls. I'm with my girls. Exactly. I'm working. I'm working. And when that time is up, don't feel bad. I am present. So if I'm working, I'm not going to be watching the television. I'm not going to be on my phone because I know here what I'm going to give myself one, two, three hours on this. And then I've got to spend some, some Thai time. That's my, that's my baby girl. She's seven and her name is Thai. So we call it Thai time. And I know if four o'clock, five o'clock comes and I'm still at this computer, she's going to be like, <clears throat> right. My youngest will do that all the time. So that's what I'm saying. The children come to disrupt you. <laughs> You have to be present in whatever you decide that you're doing and don't get caught up. Oh, I've got to four hours in the day and then this, and then, and then you're rushing and then you're trying to get something to eat and you you always want to, that becomes running on, on a treadmill, right? We, 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 we're rushing it. We, we're losing the moments, the the preciousness of, of parenting, which is putting everything in one pot. In Trinidad, we call it a pilau pot. You put the rice, you put the peas, you put the chicken, <laughs> you put your carrots, you put your seasoning, you put your everything, right? And then you put the lid. What do you do? You let it simmer. <laughs> right. And then you get to do other stuff and then you come back, well, are your pot's done. That's, I know it's a terrible way to compare parenting, but I like that one because it's, it's the, 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 the analogy of it is we have many hats. Right. And if you're a single mom, whoa, <laughs> the, the list gets longer. And now as Mr. COVID's in the air, you may mm-hmm. even not be a teacher. Yes. <laughs> and if you're yes. like yes. me, who yes. never finished school, was like, eh, what was this? That yeah, I didn't know I was going to be a teacher. I actually, that was not one of the professions I ever wanted to go through. But now I'm here. Like, I feel like I'm like the teacher or like the assistant principal at the time. So. Girl, I'm so grateful for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the assistant I, principal. I can't tell you how much things I've relearned and learned and thought, and even things like that, because how we were taught is so different. To oh, yeah. This, there's a new math that doesn't do real math. So it's like, oh, you don't have to get the right number. Just get around and write about the number. And I cannot learn. I don't even, I, I had to let my kids teach me as a way to enforce it because I'm like, well, what? What is that? Like, you don't just do regular math. It's like a new thing. And every parent that's listening knows that there's a new math that all of a sudden has come into play that never was. We had to get the exact number. Now they can do roundabout numbers and round it up and round away. And I'm like, who does that? Who does that? I get your joke. When the COVID now came in and we were all obviously under lockdown. And I'm like, great. I get to be a teacher, girl. I had Mm -hmm. Front room transformed into a school. I had a timetable, right? I had lunch hour, break time hour. Ages, right? Do you know how long it lasted for me? Two days. <laughs> Two days. 
I had to keep going. My, I just had to, but I, I, I wanted to tap out after like 24 hours. Like I was. Hats off to you now. I'll tell you, they're like, mommy, you're not a good teacher. It's like, I know, you know, and, and, and sometimes we need to understand that we can't be good at everything. Right. And I'm just wasn't good at teaching schoolwork. Right. Because I and all needed to be taught. So it's okay for us to raise our hand and says, look, um, I'm not good at this hat. So I'm going to find somebody. Right. That can help get us. That can help. Skills, right. So that doesn't make me a, a bad mom. mom. Right. That doesn't make me feel guilty that because I didn't finish school that therefore my children is not going to be bright and smart. No, I'm going to admit. And I tell them all the time I didn't finish school, but that doesn't mean you have to follow in my footsteps. Right. You have the opportunity to be better than I am. And I'm going to give you that. So I'm not going to feel guilty that I'm not clever enough to teach you math or to teach you English. But I know someone who was. I can. But but you know what? That that is the thing. If you can't give them that skill, you can. As long as you're bringing them and giving them the skill, whether you're doing it yourself or not, is important. Exactly. What are What are some ways that if somebody's listening right now and you have this calling to do what you're doing, how are they going to be able to get in contact with you if they want to? listen a little bit more, learn a little bit more from you. How are you able, what are your ways of contact for them to do so? Okay. So I have my Facebook group uh, called Qualified Mother, uh, because that's what we are. We're qualified without a certificate, without a a graduate. (laughs) We're just just the bomb, right? So it's Qualified Mother. You can get, you can follow me there. You can also uh, pop onto my webpage where you can see various ways that I can um, send like newsletters to you and where we can have uh, conversations a bit deeper because again, Parenting is 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 something that it's there's not one size that fits all. There is the skills that can be taught to be to be used into to helping situations, certain challenges that is causing the stress and the anxiety. But right. really building the skills of your mindset as a woman, that's you know, that's a real deep, deep uh, choice. And each each mother has to be willing to definitely have grit. Because it's not easy. There's no magic dust. Nope. There is no. <laughs> that does not come to me yet. And I'm waiting. Yeah, it doesn't come and we say we want to change, but change requires planning. And you have to plan. You have to be intentional of your changing. And, you know, I wasn't always a confident mom, by the way. Um, back in 2018, my husband died. And I became a single mom. The worst thing I ever, ever, ever in the back of my mind wanted to do was to become a single mom. Because I had the image of, you know, mommy, daddy, kids. And my first marriage was 10 years. It didn't work. Then remarried again. And now he died. I'm like, really, God? Like, (laughs) Like, I can't catch a break. Yeah. I mean, how many, you know, hits are you going to give me? Um, In my grief, I was not who I was. Everything I think at that, you know, when you, you reach the rock bottom or rock bottom, and think, can it get any worse? <laughs> you know, and that is the time when I really suffered to think I can't do this. I can't parent these. I can I can even look after myself. Like my eldest was looking after me for months. You know, my pillow was my best friend, my covers, Netflix binge eating, binge drinking. It right. was months. I couldn't like get over that. I'm doing this thing. 
And because my eldest was picking up the slack, she was sending the youngest to school, she was cooking, she was cleaning. You know, one day she's like, mommy, you need to get out of bed. At least, you know, a couple of days, like, won't take a shower. I was like, I ain't feeling to bed right now. And, you know, as I got up and she tried to hold me, I pushed her. Right? And in pushing her, it was her breakdown that created my breakthrough. Mm, I love that. She, the tear came out, and I looked at her and I thought, what are you doing to now? You have an audience of four. And she tried to now grab her to like console her. Right. And she's like, she pushed me away. And she says, you need to stop. She said, you are all that we have. And I'm telling you, that saying hit me like a wet fish. I was like, whoa. Wow. Fish. So by being, as I said, her breakdown became my breakthrough. I had to learn ways of how to one, love myself again, to become confident and have clarity in, in what this parenting looks like, looks like and believe that I am a qualified mother. Right? Believe that, that the skill is, is, is learned, right? But the instinct and, and, and the passion and the love is something that's within and it just gets buried with right. all that life throws us at. And some of us, we just can't handle it because we don't think we can. And we think because we're broke and broken <laughs> that that's, that's how we're supposed to be. And we believe that where we are now is our final destination. And it's not. It's not. So if right now that you're worried and you're stressed out and you can't have a proper conversation with your child, no matter what age level, and you think that there's no going forward, you're wrong. Because there is going forward. You have to believe that you can do it. You have to give yourself permission to, mm -hmm. to accept that this is just a kink. This is just a dip. This is just a curve. This is just around the road. And I'm going to get through this. Is it easy? No, it's not. Mm -mm. Is it lonely? Very. Very lonely. That's why I need people like you that can come on, create podcasts, invite guests like me, right? And share the word. That's why it's important to have a village, a community. But people say, you know, they say it takes a village to create, to help a child. I, I mean, I'm asking, where is the directions? <laughs> how do we get there? Well, I'll tell you how we get there. We have to create it. Exactly. It's not going to drop. We have to create it. So I have to have you in my circle. I have to have my girlfriend in the circle. I have to have this one. And we create the, the village. We create the support. Because when the crap happens and I'm feeling down and I just want to have a pity party, I should be able to pick up the phone and say, girl, I'm not doing this today. And you should say, girl, rest it off. You'll feel better tomorrow. I'm going to call you tomorrow. How are you feeling? Good. Let's move on. Exactly. And you know what? That took me a long time to get that understanding yes. of learning that my village didn't have to look a certain way. Like my village are going to be different people that are going to come into my circle, into my life, yes. and being open to that. So I definitely want other people to get into that village because we don't have enough people that are um, supporting moms mm -hmm. the way that they need to be. And I absolutely, absolutely love qualified um, moms. I, I, I love that. So I'm mm -hmm. going to make sure that we put in our show notes, 
all the information how you can get in contact with you know because again sometimes not knowing that you have that support is one of the biggest things that won't help you you know to get become a little bit better part of it's going to take some internal work but the other part of it is going to take you believing and also having some people are surrounding you that have been through the things that you've been through that can encourage you to pick up where you've left off and to then start all over again if you have to but being a parent is 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 important and it's important that we have the right people under us around us and surrounding us just talking to you has been uplifting to me just literally just talking to you has been uplifting and that's really what it's about so i'm, I'm definitely sure listen. yeah we got to get more people into that circle so i'm going to have all that information in that in that circle is there anything else you want to last uh information you want to live with the people yeah i, I just i just want to you know recap and and say it's certain conversations that they don't want us to speak about as, as, as mothers. Right. And that's not good because we all know when you don't talk about something, what happens, it stays within you and it grows into demons. And I have written a really great uh, parenting report called the three uh, valuable truths that you need to know that you wish you had been told, right? <laughs> that will definitely change the perspective of your parenting journey because these are candid conversations these are, con these are conversations that is needed and it's okay right because i'm telling you what if you're listening right and you are a perfect mother i am telling you you're missing out <laughs> i'm telling you i agree with that you're missing out if you're perfect <laughs> you're missing out because Every challenge, every struggle, every worry, every stress, every anxiety that you have to go through in this parenting teaches you a valuable lesson about who you are as a woman. Because when our child is grown and flown, guess what? We have to look at our life in a complete different way. And all the things that we were taught being a parent, you look, it's going to come back to us. What are we going to do next? So if you're perfect, I'm telling you, you're missing out. Stop being perfect, get imperfect, and enjoy the journey. Enjoy what it gives you, which is the great satisfaction to know that you did your best as a qualified mother. Because you are. Okay. And you deserve it. We all do. I love that. So thank you so much for being on our show. We're going to leave the information for the book as well as all the website and the Facebook page because I want everybody to get a hold of all of that. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. And I appreciate you, girl. Continue <laughs> doing the work. Continue doing the work. We need more people out here doing the work to help other people. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's been an honor. It really has. Thank you as always for joining me and I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.